Let's find the mega condenser. I'm saying that too fast. Let's find the mega condenser. Still going too fast. What's wrong, Lion-O? <laughs> oh, fuck, here it is again. <laughs> what? What's here again? That thing, that, that mega thing. Want me to say it? Yes! To episode 69 of the Geek Generation. Full house today. Mike Volpe's here. Hey, Mike. That's right. That's right. Anna Zifkak. You said 69. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone was going to get to I'm it eventually, right? Yeah. Uh, Anna's actually here this time. In one piece. In one piece. And my car's in one piece, too. Yay. Yes. And G1 returns. Woo! The designer. <laughs> the designer as we've gone. Even an episode named after him and everything. Legendary. Wait, legend? Wait for it. Dairy. <laughs> Alright, we have news. But before we get into the news, we have Blu-ray and video game releases, as usual. January 31st on Blu-ray. Drive. Yay. Anyone else see it? Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. I didn't like it as much as you did, but <clears throat> I liked it. Why didn't you like it? Uh, I had some issues with the awkwardness of it. Awkwardness? It was Thank very you. awkward. The uh, the main character, super awkward. He was rather silent. Well, yeah. He was basically the, the Grand Theft Auto 3 character. <laughs> what, Claude or something or whatever. Yeah, I can see that. You know. Was it the acting or the character? It was the character. Well, I mean, the, the, the actor creates the character, more or less. Well, but I mean, like, was it not supposed to be awkward or was he supposed to be I awkward? think he was supposed to be. But it's still unsettling. It just didn't feel right. But that's You made me. this face the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> the only issue I had with it was that the trailer built it to be something other than what it was. The trailer made it seem like it was going to be a mob movie. Really? You thought so? I thought so, yeah. Oh. I didn't get that impression. Oh. I thought it would it be more... The line in the trailer was like, you pissed off the entire East Coast mob or something like that. And then it shows all the different mob characters. And... I thought it would be more crime-based than it was, but... Anyway, moving on. We're wasting a lot of time on track. Not wasting time. <laughs> uh, the Thing. The remake of The Thing. No, I didn't see it. No? I, didn't I thought the first, the Nobody. original one held up. Yeah, that's been on TV original. a lot. Yeah, right before Halloween, good. it was on a lot on the movie channels. Apparently, though, the reboot. I think it was um, more of a prequel. Which I, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh no!" Because that's one of my favorite movies ever. That's like a top ten for me. Mm -hmm. So I was devastated. But then I read a little more about it, and I think it was more like a prequel, it was. like the mm -hmm. Swedish camp. So that would, I mean, it uh, got a little more oh, interested really? after because they had a girl as the main character instead of. It was a supposed guy. to lead up to like the end or. The end of this was the beginning of the first. It very much was a prequel. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like I think the la one of the last scenes is like the dog running across yeah. the snow. So that made me more interested, but I still have to I see did it yet. hear people that were fans of the original say they didn't care much for this one, though. Hmm. And maybe because it takes away from what the original movie set up and not knowing beforehand. Yeah. The mystery of yeah. not knowing where the thing came yeah, from. Yeah, sometimes the, the, the things left unsaid make it more interesting. We said the thing a lot. <laughs> the thing about the thing <laughs> is the thing of the movie. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, the next level sampler. The first. <laughs> that made me hungry. The next level sampler. 
<laughs> Chicken wings, mozzarella sticks. <laughs> and, and other things of next generation <laughs> yeah. fame. Oh, um, from your local replicator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh the whole thing is the the remastered, like super re edited and retouched up Star Trek. This is kind of the first taste of it before they start releasing seasons. Oh. And it looks amazing if you've seen the footage that's been re-edited and the special effects that have been redone. So cool. In Time, which I recently watched, it was eh. I have no idea what that is. Anybody? It was... Three head shaking. Nope. Justin nope. Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried in like a sci-fi thriller about a whole civilization. Uh, to, yeah, you've seen That was it. the thing with yeah. the time clicking down their arm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They were all genetically engineered to stop aging at 25, and then at that point, you have a clock on your arm that starts, and you have a year left. And That's right. time is currency. My sister them. saw it, and I asked her, so you I go work. see it? And she said, yeah. nah, don't bother. You work to earn minutes. You pay for things with minutes and months and days. And Yeah, that'll be Netflix. When it me. runs out, you just go, boom, dead. Drop dead. And it's That's a very shitty. what happens when you get to sixty seconds? You're sitting there going, "Oh crap!" But if you could do that, why would you engineer it that way? Yeah. Well, every day there's it's a whole social commentary because mm-hmm. there are two. There's a, a group of people that just have a ton of time. I think it's like a whole reflection of the ninety nine percent versus one percent right. thing. There's a whole bunch of people that have like a century on them, and then there's a whole camp that literally live day by day. They have they wake up every day with like a day left. So yeah. It's just a commentary on money. Yeah. yeah. I was reading an article about something similar to that in like Big Think the other day where they're talking about how they think the first person that's going to live for 300 years has been born mm-hmm. and is somewhere on the planet. Really? Yeah. And that it's probably going to be like... Well, you're looking at him right now. Paris Hilton. <laughs> that would just suck. Yeah, that would just suck. <laughs> like of all the people. I'm never going to die. That's huge. Somebody will shoot yeah. her immediately. <laughs> It'll be Anna. Probably. I don't know if Anna would use a gun, though. I guess a sword or... Chainsaw, something crazy. <laughs> something along those lines. Battering. Yeah. Uh, video games on January 31st. Final Fantasy 13 2. Because the first time around didn't work. Anna just squealed. I'm excited. I'm excited. I liked um I liked 10 2. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Sort of a guilty pleasure. This is what the second like true sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Well the thing the problem is they made fourteen's an online game, which is stupid. Like mm-hmm. the best part about a role playing game and the Final Fantasy games is like meeting new people and like going through and doing your stuff. Like yep. I don't wanna play if I wanted to play World of Warcraft I would. You know, so it's it's pretty stupid. So I'm, you know, excited just to play another one. Cool. Uh Soul Calibur five. I like the Soul Calibur series. I know Me Anna likes too. the Soul Calibur series. <laughs> I get kind of uh, into violent? it, though. You get a little violent? Get a little, I get a little too yeah, into yeah. it. Anna may or may not have given me a concussion playing Soul oh, Calibur 2. Oh, is that too. how this happened? Yeah, yes. mid-Soul Calibur. He told me to bring it, so I so brought you, it. you punched him in the face? Well, uh, elbowed. At some point, we'll wow. get to the full story. I don't I don't <laughs> want to without the third party here, because it's so well told. When is he going to be here, though? I Who's don't the know. the third party? Uh, another mic, because oh. there's just so many mics. <laughs> Not to comment on the actual microphones in the room. But, uh-huh. yeah. no. top today. No, <laughs> no, that was feeding the bottom. That was feeding off the bottom. Uh, Never Dead, which was a game that was recently mentioned by, I believe, Mike Boyd. Uh, I think it's Xbox only. It might be PS3 as well. But it's uh-huh. basically someone who gets uh, new body parts from dead enemies oh, and yeah, like rebuilds weird. themselves and yeah yeah i don't know it sounds weird what kid mm. yeah i don't know much about it but it'll be out <laughs> uh february 7th on blu-ray lady in the tramp yay oh and anonymous 
which was the uh, Shakespearean commentary oh. kind of going into whether or not Shakespeare actually wrote all the stuff that he did. Yeah. I never saw it. I didn't see it either. Sounds dumb. Nope. <laughs> uh, video games on February 7th. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. I don't know a lot about it, but I've heard some anticipation building. The Darkness 2. Because because you know there was such a such a demand after the darkness one, uh, Jack and Daxter collection. Oh yeah, really? Yep. Oh, I remember that. All the Jack and Daxter games in one handy trilogy. Wow. All right. Yeah, remastered. <laughs> and uh, Fallout New Vegas, the Ultimate Edition. I already have it. I, I've purchased them separately. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's still sitting on my shelf. Oh, if I, I had just waited, so how many good. months? I know. If I had just waited until the ultimate, like if I'd known that I wasn't going to have time for it, What's I would have just waited and bought the ultimate uh, edition. They added, so the ultimate edition has all of the uh, DLC, yeah. including oh. like Dead Money and uh, uh, was it Old World Blues yep. and Lonesome um, Road. Lonesome Road. Oh my God. Those, like, seriously, the <laughs> DLC they? was almost better than the, the actual game. Oh. Did like, they do anything? Dead with, Money like, is like probably the best DLC I've wow. ever played. Really? And it's so freaking The premise was fantastic. Yes. Uh, the premise for anyone that doesn't know is that uh, you get a bomb collar strapped to your neck and you are forced to uh, work with three other people that have bomb collars and break into uh, an ancient casino and steal like all the gold inside. It's the same premise of 30 minutes or less. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. But it, there, but it like, came first. But you can't you can't breathe the air. There's like these get, uh, gas clouds like floating around everywhere that can kill you really quickly. And if you walk too close to a radio, uh, your bomb collar stops beeping as because you're getting too close to another radio signal. Mm-hmm. So your head's going to blow up. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. And all the, the bad guys in it are either like essentially immortal and keep getting back up mm-hmm. like zombies or they're holograms and can't be hurt directly. That's unbelievable. It is ridiculously difficult to to finish. Wow. I, when I bought it, I sat down on a like a four day weekend and just played straight for. But well days. worth it. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you should get it, Ultimate Edition people. It's out now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go buy it right away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into the news then. Your news for January 30th, 2011. DC Entertainment, Warner Brothers Entertainment Company, and home to iconic brands DC Comics, Vertigo, and Mad has revealed a new brand identity. The new identity is reflective of the company's mission to fully realize the value of a rich portfolio of brands, stories, and characters distinguished by incredible breadth and depth across publishing, media, and merchandise. A new logo for DC Comics was also introduced, closely aligning with DC Entertainment's new mark. DC Entertainment worked with Landor Associates, one of the world's leading brand consulting and design firms, to develop an identity that creates a visual connection among the company, its three brands, DC Comics, Vertigo, and Mad, and its vast array of properties, as well as celebrates the power of the company's stories and characters. The design of the new DC Entertainment identity uses a peel effect. The D is strategically placed over the C, with the upper right-hand portion of the D peeling back to unveil the hidden C symbolizing the duality of the iconic characters that are present within DC Entertainment's more the explanation, explanation. Uh, the new brand identity will come to life across all consumer touchpoints in order to create a clear and consistent message in support of DC Entertainment. The new identity will begin to appear on comic books and graphic novels as well as new websites in March. 
Consumers will also see the new identity rolled out over time on other DC Entertainment products from Warner Brothers, including film, television, interactive games, and merchandise. What do we think of the new logo? I think it's beautiful looking. Yeah. I mean, I'm really confused by this release with it because in the the previews they have of it, they're all they're showing them all on uh, the comic books they had from before the big reboot. Yeah. So they obviously had this logo for a while now. They clearly have had to, yeah. Why didn't they re- release it with the reboot? That's a very good question. It, it's it boggles my mind. It's like it they, seems they logical too. About it or something. It seems very logical too. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. But I, I, I like the concept. I think it's a, a great piece of graphic design. I um, while I agree as a designer that it's it's clean and nice and very Web two point oh, I uh, I don't care much for the logo itself, but I do like the iterations of it where they've kind of created variations for different characters like Green Lantern and Batman and. Those look better to me because they don't look as plain, but I, I I already missed the classic. Like these don't scream comics to me like the older one did. Really? Yeah. Like the whole peel thing? You've never like peeled open a comic book? Well, I mean, it it, it does, but like I don't know. It's just, that's what the calm rags. I know. It just doesn't work as well for me. I don't know why. No, I understand what Rob's getting. Maybe at, it's cause... just change. <laughs> well, the DC had like the star. It was more like superhero-y yeah. before, and this is more. I mean, it's more modern. I, but yeah, I see the Green Lantern one that looks cool, but mm. the just the plain one is a little. It just doesn't. Maybe it screams comic book, but it doesn't scream superhero comic. The plain book. one's just very dull, and even I mean the color variations are kind of nice, but the ones that are really good and there's like a Watchmen one, and I don't know what that's supposed to be. That's the Flash, I guess, and nobody can see these because this is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it looks good when they incorporate it in things like that. But even on the front of the comics, it looks a little just not right. It looks good on the... the... Is that the one where the uh, the photo is the one where all the issue numbers are whacked out? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Batman 708. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's okay. It's nothing super duper. I like it. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I know it's there's a lot of controversy is the biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> people flip out with change. If too many people hate it, maybe they'll switch it back like they did with the Gap. Remember that? They had the hmm. logo had it Gap had a new logo for like three days and really? there was a public <laughs> outcry. I don't remember and that. The, yeah. Well it was well, so short lived. It was so short lived. Like people literally flipped out when they saw the website because they put it on the website like first. Oh. And then like three days later they're like, Sorry, sorry, we didn't mean to. Well, <laughs> I don't know why you'd give <laughs> a crap about to, the Bobo. Gap logo. Yeah. Like it's so Who simple, though. Why, why even bother changing it? Well, that, I think that was people's problems. Yeah. Well, Coke just had a big uh, faux pas about that, where they had uh, the, the polar bears on their Coke cans, but they made them all silver, so it looked like Diet Coke, and everyone started getting pissed because the Coke looked like Diet Coke. People are funny. They, they had a Really? Switch it up, does yeah. make sense. They had to yeah. switch it back. Jeez. Funny what people get upset about. I know. Ruffle the feathers. Uh, Capcom has announced that Resident Evil 6 is in full development and scheduled for release on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 on November 20th, 2012, with a Windows PC version to follow. Blending action and survival horror, this latest installment in the multi-million selling franchise is the most ambitious, immersive, and feature-rich title of the series to date and promises to be the dramatic horror experience of the year. It has been 10 years since the Raccoon City incident, and the President of the United States has decided to reveal the truth behind what took place in the belief that it will curb the current resurgence in bioterrorist activity. Due to be by the President's side is his personal friend and Raccoon City survivor Leon S. Kennedy. But when the venue suffers a bioterrorist attack, 
Leon is forced to face a president transformed beyond recognition and make his hardest ever decision. At the same time, Bioterrorism Security Assessment Alliance member Chris Redfield arrives in China, itself under threat of a bioterrorist attack. With no country safe from these attacks and the ensuing outbreaks, the entire world's population is united by a common fear that there is no hope left. In a first for the franchise, Resident Evil 6 sees series favorites Leon and Chris come together to face this unprecedented threat. They will be joined by new characters, each with their own unique perspective involvement in this relentless dramatic horror experience enacted on a global scale. So this is like full-blown zombie apocalypse going on. And it sounds pretty exciting for Resident Evil fans, of which I am not one. <laughs> I haven't played since the second one. I can't no. wait for the movie. A version the, of this? <laughs> because the movie follows the game. So closely. <laughs> they keep, there's another one coming out. I, I they just, just keep producing I them. just love Mila Jovovich. I can't help Oh, it. I like her too. She's <laughs> naked in every single movie. I like the first movie. I don't care if it follows the, the video game. <laughs> the idea that the president turns, though, is kind of cool. That Like, why hasn't that been done before? Now you gotta... Do I shoot the president in the face now that he's a zombie? Yeah. Of course you do. Right. Well, yeah, Abe of course Lincoln. you do, but <laughs> zombie hunter Abe Lincoln. Yeah. You mean vampire hunter? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, Abe Lincoln vampire hunter. That's yeah. that's common in movie form. No. Yeah, and it looks kind of cool, actually. Mm. Don't groan it's, yet. No. It's based on a comic book. Okay. Okay. It's going to be like the sequel to uh, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, <laughs> which was an anime. Yeah, it's true. Uh, more DC stuff to go along with their big super logo change. DC Entertainment, home of the world's greatest superheroes, has unveiled an unprecedented giving campaign That's to fight debatable. the... That's what? what? What part? Home of the greatest superheroes? I don't know. You think it's debatable? Yeah. Well, well, Marvel stuff. Yeah, well, that's, that's well Iron point. Man and the X-Men. Well, this is a press release put out by DC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> this press release is full of lies. Oh, <laughs> this is like a helpful charity thing. Oh, okay. Oh. I always pick the right topic. I know, right? <laughs> he jumps in and it's like, let's help people. Fucking liars. <laughs> uh, home of the world's greatest superheroes has unveiled an unprecedented giving campaign to fight the hunger crisis in the Horn of Africa. This multi-million dollar commitment over the next two years will be supported across all Warner Brothers Entertainment and Time Warner businesses and feature DC Entertainment's iconic Justice League characters involving uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. Aquaman's not fighting hunger. I don't know if they're kidding. <laughs> Issuing the call to action. <laughs> we can Why? be heroes. fish up onto the land. Oh, hey, you got a good point there. Fish is Maybe Aquaman's the, the most powerful the here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the, the campaign, We Can Be Heroes, will support the efforts of three humanitarian aid organization, organizations working in Africa, Save the Children, International Rescue Committee, and Mercy Corps, as part of the global effort to fight the current hunger crisis in the Horn of Africa. The region is suffering its worst drought and famine in over 60 years with $13 million in need of critical, oh sorry, not dollars, with 13 million people in need of critical assistance and 250,000 facing starvation in Somalia alone. Each partner organization was chosen for its track record of effective and expeditious humana uh, humanitarian aid efforts in Africa. Why do they have to put all these big words in press releases? <laughs> really, make it simple for me. The Justice League characters were chosen by DC Entertainment both for their global recognition as well as their demonstration of strength and unity and numbers. The campaign's graphic identifier features the iconic Justice League characters outlined in silhouette against the African continent. Each of these characters is a superhero in his or her own way. But when they band together as the Justice League, they become an unstoppable force for good and right in the universe. A key message of the We Can Be Heroes campaign. 
While many individuals may feel powerless to affect change on their own, as part of the global campaign such as this, their efforts, combined with those of other donors, can create a world of change. A key launch element of We Can Be Heroes is the campaign's website, wecanbeheroes.org. Here, consumers can make donations which DC Entertainment will match 100% up to $1 million in donations. Purchase specially branded merchandise with 50% of the purchase price going to fight the hunger crisis via We Can Be Heroes. Sign up for newsletters and updates and join the We Can Be Heroes online community. The site will also feature information on each of the partner organizations and updates on current conditions in the Horn of Africa. That was a long one. That was, yeah, that was good. But yay. But yay. I think we should clone dinosaurs. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Where turn, is this going? And turn Africa into a reserve. And turn Africa into a reserve. Becomes Jurassic Park. I thought you were yeah. going to say and eat them because they'd feed an awful lot. I know of that's a whole yeah, lot of meat. One brontosaurus. What? No, I want them to be like Africa. Them. <laughs> Ops, other way around. Let's think about this. We clone the raptors, right? And we throw them there, and then we film it, and we put it on pay per view, and we watch the raptors yes. eat the homeless people, the starving. People. It'd be great. That was really mean. You're awful. Oh, I can imagine. You're both awful. Oh, yeah, this be awesome. I want to feed them and you want to kill them. You want to have them slashed apart by raptors. That's Descended what stomach. You barely walk. <laughs> Try to walk away by back oh raptors. Oh, you guys are so forward thinking. Way to, way to benefit humanity. <laughs> be less people, which I, I would means pay like, more food for us. All right, Scrooge. 20 bu- <laughs> and Scrooge. decrease the surplus population. I'd pay like 20 bucks an hour to see that. Oh, my God. I don't know about 20 bucks an hour. I don't want to see any little African children be slashed apart by right? Raptor. I, w- I wouldn't pay any money because I wouldn't want to watch that. You guys are terrible. <sighs> but you are ready to take down zombies. But they're which already could dead. Be children. They're already dead. So are the people so in Africa. They're not they're already not dead. dead. They're practically dead. Oh Do you not God. listen to the whole thing I just read? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good job by DC on this one. Yes, good job, DC. Yeah. And actually, the graphic for this one looks pretty damn cool. I like the silhouetted. Heroes going on there. And it is nice. branded with the, the peel and the new DC logo. Mm-hmm. So it's all there. It's a double peel. It's a double peel. Oh, yeah, because it's peeled on the page and then peeled on the logo. See, that's why maybe it shouldn't be peeled on the logo. It's too much peeling. Yeah. This is not an onion. It's a comic book. Yeah, <laughs> you might be right about that. Double peel. The double peel is not sitting well with me. Yeah. If they just had like that down and left the peel over it, that's fine. Or do it. Yeah, I don't know. Or even just put the logo in the right hand corner. To get it away from the other peel? Yeah. Or then, you know, it's the peel. It's and peels like, all over the place. The D's on one page and the C's on the other. There you go. That'd mm-hmm. work. Yeah. That's why the designer's here. <laughs> <laughs> With 900 plus years of designing experience, <laughs> the designer is here. Originally, a rumor generated by Chuck Norris. It's now been confirmed by Sylvester Stallone that The Expendables 2 will be rated PG-13. The rumor started when Chuck Norris gave an interview in which he said the following, which is translated from the original source. Quote, in Expendables 2, there was a lot of vulgar dialogue in the screenplay. For this reason, many young people wouldn't be able to watch this. But I don't play in movies like this. Due to that, I said I won't be a part of that if the hardcore language is not erased. Producers accepted my conditions and the movie will be classified in the category of PG-13. Ain't It Cool News asked Sylvester Stallone about the rumors, to which he replied, quote, The PG-13 rumor is true, but before your readers pass judgment, trust me when I say this film is large in every way and delivers on every level. This movie touches on many emotions which we want to share with the broadest audience possible, but fear not, this barbecue of grand-scale ass-bashing will not leave anyone hungry. Okay, first of all... 
in a primarily male cast. I don't want to hear about ass bashing at all. No. <laughs> bad, bad wording. Bad choice of terms. And two, I don't really care if it's rated PG-13 as long as it's good, unlike the first one. Well, it needs to be good. Yeah. But why does Chuck Norris... I mean, who gives a shit if he's in the movie or not? Screw I do. Chuck I can kind of... I mean, I... <laughs> I don't. I don't give a shit about Chuck Norris. All he has to do is awesome. come in with a cameo and one roundhouse kick, and then he can Seriously. leave. <laughs> that's, that's He's going to come in and be like, no, I'm not going to be in it unless it's PG-13. Oh, well, we will bow to you, Mr. Chuck Norris. I don't think it was all a result of Chuck Norris. I think that was a piece of a larger issue. A PG-13 movie can have shit in it and it can have like I think you're allowed to say fuck once mm-hmm. or twice or uh, yeah. something like that so I mean excessive language really is pretty unnecessary if that was the only thing making it rated R I mean if it was like bloody and gutsy and they cut that out to make it PG-13 I'd be pissed right. but like if the only the only thing I mean it sounds like the only thing that's making it PG-13 is that it doesn't have the swears in it so that was like, the comment that's fine with me Yeah, I'm like if you're still but Kicking I mean, how ass. much how much gore can you really have in a PG thirteen movie? No, Not a ton. None, no, but I, I mean, but you can still have a lot of. Up. How much real gore though was in the last one? There how much couple, real movie between, was in the last well, one? I mean, no, no, it was <laughs> the, the setting was an action film. It wasn't gory. Scene. I mean, yeah. like, no, it wasn't. The Saw movies are really gory. Hostels really gory. Right, like, right. Expendables wasn't. Gore. I think it's blood. It I don't good. even but think it's violence. I mean, I think you can blood yeah. spraying out right. against the wall. It's blood. Right. You see a lot less. But I mean, you that. can still some get see what someone get like their ass kicked. Well, yeah, they'll beat the cop. Well, like you fun. said, ass bashing, right. which can't be in this movie. No. Even though he said there's going to be a lot said of it. Ass kicking would have right. been a little better. But I don't know. I kind of <laughs> agree with the swearing thing. I mean, I'm not like completely offended by it, but I just don't find it necessary. Like among like People should talk the way people talk. When they're really upset, right. sometimes they swear. But right. like some of it is just constant and is irritating. It's actually distracting from like the movie. I heard I a think. rumor that uh, that was JCVD is going to be in this one too. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's con- so not even a rumor. Awesome. That's confirmed. That's awesome. John Claude Van Damme. He was my favorite action hero when I was like six. <laughs> <laughs> Lionheart, so good. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, great. Lionheart and Bloodsport. I watched Time Cop the other day. I was just laughing like butt <laughs> the entire time. But how long Remember do you need to be in the scene with the underwear? Uh, double team. Yeah, <laughs> double team. That's Robin a good name too. Hair. That's yeah. great. Yeah, right. Uh. Yikes! <laughs> he had two double titled movies, didn't he? Because there was one where he played himself twice, or to like twin brothers, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the good old twin brother <laughs> movie. It's been a while since one of those come out. It might be. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just complete stupidness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marvels. Kevin Feige recently talked to Empire about the long rumored villains in the Avengers movie. Feige had the following to say: "Quote: Who said they were villains? He teases. Or sorry, who said they were aliens? He teases. If they they better be villains if they're villains. Uh, it's not Skrulls. I've been clear about that." Beyond that, we want to hide it. The identity of the alien race is not impactful. It exists in the comic books, but we're not setting up the Kree Skull War or anything like that. He also addressed the rumor that Red Skull would be making an appearance in the movie. Quote, was Skull vaporized at the end of the movie or thrust into another realm, asks Feige. That remains to be seen. It would be fun to see Skull in the future, but he's not in this one. Mm. I think a lot of people thought Red Skull was going to show up in Avengers. I did. I thought so. Yeah. But I think they are, they're just saving him for like a cap sequel. At this point. Yeah, 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 probably. But I have no idea who the aliens are going to be if well, it's not the scrolls. Isn't everyone from Thor's thing considered an alien now? True. Like if they're from another one? planet within the nine realms, then they're technically yeah, an alien. Yeah, so Loki is an alien. True. In this sense. So do you think there's other Asgardians or... That's... Uh, I think they might just grab one of the other realms. Maybe. I don't know. 
Interesting. AMC announced that the Television Critics Association press tour, or from the Television Critics Association press tour, that the third season of The Walking Dead will consist of 16 episodes. Previous season orders were for 13 episodes. So you're getting a little Sounds more good. Walking Dead with the next season. Finally. Yay. Yay. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not. That's always a good thing. Always? More zombies? Always a good thing. <laughs> they have so, as long as the story so many places to, to go. Like yeah. they, they're not gonna run out. I mean, if he uses what he has in the comics, they're not gonna run out anytime soon. Hmm. I wouldn't know. <laughs> we would trust. The only us. issue yeah. would be if the actors and actresses start demanding too much money. Oh yeah, then you got to switch them out, and that sucks. No, he'd just kill him. It's true. Yeah. Just kill him. Yeah, yeah. as long as Ri- as long as Rick stays the same. If he doesn't do that, they're golden because they can just kill anybody anytime. He they does want. a good job. I think. He's awesome. Yeah, no, he's I like really all good. the people like who act him. in that show. I hate Lori. Hate her. Oh, yeah. My God, I hate her. <clears throat> I'm not a fan of Shane either, actually. I like the Shane character. The, the guy who plays him or just the character in general? Uh, the character, not the actor. Just I like the character. I feel like at any moment he could just snap. Yeah, you, you probably could. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. So I don't. That creates like drama. Right. He's a, he's no. a really good character for the show. I don't usually agree with him. Actually, my favorite character is Daryl, who isn't in the comic at all. I love Daryl. Yeah, I love Carl, like too. You know what's funny is the three of us are talking. He just shuts down. Wait, do you remember that Doctor Who episode where oh, Brian, Doctor Who? where Brian was on the Skype, like oh, completely yeah, distracted? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's me. So now. we're just turning that around. Yeah, people want to hear this stuff, right? I guess so. Yeah, they do. You'd like it. I'm telling you. I yeah. I t- completely tricked my boyfriend into watching it with me. He had no interest. He doesn't like horror movies. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like zombies, and he loves the show. I'm sure it's great. I just don't have time for it. Like it's not a priority, and I have so many other things to watch. There's not that many episodes. Though. I mean, I have to watch One Tree Hill. I mean, you know, come six on. episodes. You don't have to. Yeah, there's six episodes in the first season. It wouldn't That's, take you very long to catch up. But now it's gonna be like 16 episodes. Yeah, it's they're still in season two. That's there's not till so next much year. To watch. When did, when did oh, you're off? such a Couple baby. Yeah. <laughs> February, February 12th. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> While it was recently reported that Lily Collins was given the lead in the upcoming remake Evil Dead, it's now being reported that she's had to drop out of the project as a result of scheduling conflicts. Collins would have played the part of Mia, a drug addict who is heading to the cabin along with her friends in an effort to detox. This female role would will replace the character of Ash Williams, played by Bruce Campbell, in previous versions of the franchise. So now that she's out, any uh, any picks for her replacement? In a Zifkak? <laughs> In her zombie killing shirt? <laughs> That'd be a little meta. I kill zombies! I, don't, I got nothing. Nope. Yeah, That's I have it. no idea. I mean... Uh, yeah, I got nothing. The fact that they even changed it to a female role was shocking. Maybe they dropped the whole thing. I doubt it. <laughs> I thought it was a good move. Well, we can, it is I know you, you had um, some conflicting opinions on the website, but I can't believe... like. One of the people on the website were naming like actors to be Ash instead of Bruce Campbell. And I'm and like, no, that's the whole point. You don't yeah. replace, you can't replace them. So don't try. Exactly. I thought that was the best idea ever. Yeah. If they're going to do it. And again, we're not saying they should, but if they're going to, this is the way to go. Right. How old is Bruce Campbell? He's uh, 50s? 50s, yeah. yeah. He's old now. Yeah. Maybe they should just put him in the movie. He probably will be in as a cameo. Or I, I'm no, sure he will in build some him way. Build a movie around him. He's gonna be the tree. He'll have like the, <laughs> he'll have like the Stan Lee role where he's just got like one yeah. line. Yep, there you go. Like in Spider Man. Yeah, like in Spider Man. He'll be like uh, they'll go to like Lily Collins flashbacks of prior psychiatric ses- sessions, and he'll be the psychologist. Right. <laughs> That'd be awesome. 
the Green Arrow pilot has officially received the green light from the CW. Green Arrow, green light. Oh, boy. The name of the series, however, has dropped the green, simply going with the title Arrow. In addition to the green light, a casting breakdown has made its way online that includes several characters, including Oliver and Dinah Lance, better known to comic fans as Black Canary. Of course, there's no confirmation as to whether or not she'll be Black Canary in the series, but I think it's fairly safe to say that she will at some point. But I am curious as to why they would change the name from Green Arrow to Arrow. Some people are speculating that the failures of the Green Lantern movie don't want to be repeated with the Green Arrow series, so they're avoiding the color commonality. <laughs> but Kind of a good idea. Yeah, but at the same time, Marvel is smart enough to know that even bringing the Captain America brand into other territories still needed to keep the brand intact, except for like all three territories, they changed, they didn't change it and they left it Captain America, the first Avenger instead of just dropping it to the first Avenger. And it worked. They maintained their brand identity. So why not do that with Green Arrow? Cause he's lame. <laughs> well, no, that, seriously, he's that's really, beside he's the point. Lame character. They're they're probably still going to call him Green Arrow in the series itself. The best part of Green Arrow was his sidekick Arsenal, who had the most messed up life. Yeah, well, yeah, he was really messed up. Yeah, I liked Arsenal. He's like my second favorite DC character. Yeah, or uh, what Red Arrow? That's what they call him in Young Justice. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't read that one. No, oh. the uh, the cartoon. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, it's it. criminal. Criminal. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is TNA Tara, and you're listening to the one and only The Geek Generation. I repeat, The Geek Generation. We are back. We're back. Uh, During a recent investors meeting, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings announced that the service has, quote, no plans to offer video games for rental. I know, right? Guys, <laughs> we have no plans. Latest press release. Nothing. Nothing. Sometimes it feels, yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, Reed Hastings announced that the service has no plans to offer video games for rental. This was first mentioned as a possibility during the time when Netflix had an identity crisis and tried splitting the service in two. Good riddance. Is that what they're calling it? An identity crisis? That's what I'm calling it. That's what Rob's calling it. (laughs) Additionally, in regards to 3D movies, Blu-ray 3D discs are already being offered while the company is looking into streaming 3D. Don't care. (laughs) I will not buy a 3D TV. Never. And we all know if they had actually offered video games, it would have raised the monthly price by like $4 or something stupid. Anytime they add something in, it's like, oh, we need more money from you. Anybody... Interested in that is probably already Gamefly member anyway. Probably. Is Gamefly under the same umbrella? I don't think they no, are. No. No. Good. No, Gamefly is a separate entity. I've been tempted to try out Gamefly. I haven't tried it. Because I probably would have saved myself some money over the years. <laughs> some of the games that I've bought. I feel like I could play some of them for a day and be like, mm-hmm. that was good, but I'm done with it. I don't yeah, because then you go to sell it back and they give you 20 bucks on a $60 game. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah, that's what I do. 
just because I don't have a whole lot of time to buy a lot of games. So yeah, I'm, very, I'm so games. picky now about the games I buy. Uh, what else we got here? Even though Bradley Cooper and director Juan Carlos Fresnadillo have left the project, the reboot of The Crow refuses to die. Relativity Media and Dimension Films have announced that they've closed a deal with F. Javier Gutierrez to oh. direct the film. Writer Jesse Wit- well, God, uh, Jesse Wigato has signed Jesse on w. to pen a new script. Even with the changing of the guard, the plan remains to retell the story of Eric Draven, who returns from the grave as the crow on a mission to avenge his wife's murder so that his soul can finally rest. I really wish they would just kill this whole project. The movie will never happen. Watch. It's like it'll be thing after thing. They're on their third it. director already. Do you think it's cursed? It could be. I mean, the whole like the whole series seems cursed ever since he died. Yeah. The ghost of Brandon Lee will not let this happen. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's very possible. It's, it's going to be like The Wizard of Oz. You see like someone. I mean, you think about it. Him. The Crow was one of those movies that kind of helped launch minor superheroes to even be a possibility as movies between that and Blade. The whole problem, I think I put a time limit on it the last time I was on the, on the show, you mm-hmm. know, or I wrote on the website or something, you know, it's got to be 20 years or something. At if, least. If, the sh- if the movie, the original movie holds up, mm-hmm. don't do a reboot. It's yeah. one thing if it's completely outdated. I mean, even The Thing, which is like one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the yes. special effects were not quite there. You know, but if the original movie holds up, why the hell would you redo it? Nobody wants to mm-hmm. see it again. I'll just go rent the old one. Like, why? Why? I don't understand. Well, I think it has been almost 20 years, hasn't it? <clears throat> Probably has. But the same time, I mean, the effects are fine. It was a very stylistic movie. It holds up like you could watch it now and think that someone made it today. Aside from the, the shot where he ha- turns his hand and the bullets through it. <laughs> yeah. That looks a little corny. <laughs> Everything else looks pretty damn good. Well, they should just do some special effects in that one scene right. and re-release the original. <laughs> there you go. Big screen. They should. That's what George Lucas does. <laughs> hey oh. We don't want to go there. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um, if you've ever wondered what Beavis and Butthead would look like IRL or in real life for non-internetians. Oh, Sorry. That pisses me all the stupid... I can't follow that stuff anymore. <laughs> that's why I'm making people, fun of it. I know. People type these things online. I have no idea what any of it means. All thing I knew was... WTF, oh, Mike Polfi. <laughs> uh, if you've ever wondered what Beavis and Butthead would look like in real life, wonder no more. Special effects makeup artist Kevin Kirkpatrick has put together prosthetic renditions of the characters to satisfy that exact curiosity. Do you guys take a look at these? They are yeah. so scary. Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> the Butthead one looks, looks real. really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. It could actually be a person. Which is why the it's Beavis so scary. one at the mouth. Whose mouth does yeah. that? Yeah. Beavis they both is... look psychotic. Yeah, yeah. But the scary thing about Butthead is like he could probably exist. Right. Beavis probably is way over. <laughs> Beavis is way. I mean, yeah. Beavis is Beavis over the like top. a super balding teenager. Yeah. He's cre- <laughs> he's weird. But the Butthead one, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, if that walked into the room, I'd probably stab it so how right. long until there's <laughs> I'd stab it you saw an IRL a movie. you'd actually shoot it <laughs> I thought this was gonna be a movie related thing oh my no. god oh you thought it was gonna, gonna develop I couldn't sit through movie. that for like an hour and a half no it's I couldn't creepy. look at those faces no, it's yeah. creepy that's super creepy well, they could use those on one of the shows the show's only 30 minutes but I gotta give the guy an insane amount of credit they're fantastic oh yeah creative. oh they're unbelievable yeah. it must have a ton of work yeah I wonder why like like what inspired that? Is he just a fan said, I wonder and put all that freaking work into it? Or if this is like a test for something I or they made it for, for something. something. I really do. Yeah. Hmm. Hopefully not. What it might Well, be. like I said, it, it did like some kind of weird thing during the cartoon. 
Yeah, and then it shows them in like what that's they were doing. true. If they were just gonna do something yeah. weird, like a little short like that, that'd be fine. If it was like a full blown, let's make a Beavis and Butthead live action movie, yeah, yeah. Like, like remember know. Homer Simpson used to walk around in the real world sometimes, right? Right. Yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, while the PlayStation Three and Vita versions of Street Fighter, Cross Tekken are set to include infamous's Cole McGrath and Sony's Japanese cat mascots Toro and Koro, was recently announced. Uh, it looks as though <laughs> Xbox. 360 players won't be getting any exclusive character surprises. When asked about this, producer Yoshinori Ono stated, quote, We do have the the exclusive characters for the Sony platform. We have Cole, the two Sony cats, Koro and Toro. But basically for the Xbox 360, we were in discussions with Microsoft for which characters to put in as an exclusive, but we weren't able to decide on a character because of differences in timing and things like that. So unfortunately for Street Fighter Cross Tekken, only the PlayStation family will be getting the exclusive characters, but it's something we wish could have happened. It's just too bad, basically. <laughs> oh, no, did. <laughs> yeah, I know. PlayStation rules. Xbox rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm on Xbox. Oh, I have both. Well, my sister has a PlayStation. Yeah, you guys can go hang out later. The PlayStation just sits and collects <laughs> us, though. <laughs> ono did have hopes to see a couple particular Xbox characters in the game, saying, quote, in terms of characters we wish we could have put in the game, Master Chief or Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War would have been really cool, but it was just really difficult. Why so those were his cool? hopes, but it's not happening. Tried so. to buy it to play Master Chief. Yeah, right. Mm. I'm missing out on a sale. That'd just be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do random. I mean, Toro and Coral, the friggin' mascot cats, and Cole McGrath's a cool ad, but I don't know who any of those are. No, me neither. Yeah, well, they're all Cole's Sony right exclusive. Yeah, Cole's right up there next to the box. Oh, it's from Infamous. That was. Oh. Yeah, Nathan Drake's on the other side. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all my uh, statues. Yeah. <laughs> statues. Cool. Mm-hmm. They're dolls. <laughs> Anna. <laughs> How are they dolls? I'm just kidding. They're not stuffed. They're, they're action figures. They're not really movable like action figures. They're on pedestals and if it's plastic, it's not a statue. They're figurines, maybe. Fine. I'll go with that. <laughs> Speaking of exclusive characters, after that announcement came out, two of video games' most iconic characters are entering the ring and going toe-to-toe. Exclusive to the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita versions of Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Capcom's very own Mega Man will be joined by Namco's mascot, Pac-Man. For the first time, the version of Mega Man featured on the original Mega Man 1 box art will make the jump from the cover to be a playable character, with Pac-Man taking on all challenges as he rides atop Mokojin. I, I think they were having a hard time figuring out how Pac-Man was oh, going to yeah. get into the Street Fighter and Tekken universe. So is anyone here a Tekken player at all? Used to be. Not okay. since I played Do it. you remember Mokujin, the uh, the like tree guy? Yeah. So they took Mokujin's head off and put Pac-Man standing there with like joysticks controlling the rest of the body. Okay. <laughs> it seems like why even bother using Pac-Man in that case? Yeah. He doesn't really fit into the Tekken universe anyway. And, and Mega Man's not the Mega Man that we know and love. It's the horrible box art Mega Man from the first game that they were going to put as a playable character in Mega Man universe. And that game just fell to the wayside. But now they're, they developed it. He looks hard. He looks like a fat old drunk Mega Man. <laughs> oh, okay. He does. He does. <laughs> Watch the video online. It's kind of funny. But it's kind of ridiculous. When I heard Mega Man, I was like, yeah. And then they said Mega Man from Box Art 1. And I was like, no. <laughs> Bad idea. So I was excited. But now there's five exclusive characters. Mr. Drumsticks, what are you doing, Jaron? Nothing. Okay. Nothing <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment has announced the Mortal Kombat Complete Edition. 
a content-rich version of 2011's award-winning Mortal Kombat video game. The 2011 iteration of the legendary fighting franchise sold more than 3 million units worldwide. Mortal Kombat Complete Edition delivers the critically acclaimed game and all previously released downloadable content. The DLC includes fan-favorite warriors Scarlet, Kenshi, and Rain, as well as the infamous dream stalker Freddy Krueger. The game also offers 15 classic skins and 3 classic fatalities for Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Reptile. The complete edition of Mortal Kombat will be available for PS3 and Xbox 360 on February 28th. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad I waited to buy the game because I will probably get this version of it because I wanted to originally get it. And uh, for Sony players, Kratos is still one of the playable characters for Sony players. <laughs> Stare. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't get the God of War. What's up? I don't care. You should. Master Chief would kick his ass. <laughs> it's so funny in so many ways. It is. Because it's so untrue. No, it's not untrue. The God of War versus Master Chief. <laughs> I'm Master Chief. Come squish me. It's the gayest voice you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, Master Chief doesn't talk. That's right. He's a cipher. He talks. The reason he doesn't talk is because he sounds like, I'm Master Chief. He doesn't. (laughs) He sounds like Millwall. That was good. Thanks. That was all right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Insomniac CEO Ted Price made a very simple, very definitive statement during a recent interview with VG247. Quote, we won't be making any more resistances. The developer, who also created the Spyro the Dragon and Ratchet & Clank franchises, is now focusing their concentration on their upcoming multi-platform four-player co-op shooter, Overstrike. Even though Insomniac is out of the Resistance business, Sony owns the rights to the name and is currently developing a PS Vita game titled Resistance Burning Skies from developer Nihilistic Software. Following the headlines that developed from the interview and announcement, Insomniac Games CEO Ted Price shares a personal message for Resistance fans. Hi, I'm Ted Price from Insomniac Games, and some of you may have seen the headlines we inadvertently made through an interview I did, where I confirmed that we are not making any more Resistance games. Now, this is not the first time that those of us at Insomniac have said this, but today, it was big news. So I I did want to confirm it face-to-face that we are not moving on with the Resistance franchise. Now, a question we've gotten through our forums and through emails is, why? Well, we believe that Resistance has reached its logical conclusion in terms of the story we wanted to tell. However, that doesn't mean the Resistance franchise isn't continuing. It's already in the capable hands of Nihilistic, and with Sony's shepherding, we know that it will continue to live on and expand. And we're excited, as fanboys, to see where it goes. But I wanted to thank all of you, our fans, and certainly those who have played Resistance, for coming with us on this journey from Resistance 1 all the way through Resistance 3. Your enthusiasm, your comments, and your critiques have been extremely helpful and rewarding for us at the same time. And we're very much looking forward to having you with us as we move on to other games, such as Overstrike. So thank you very much for your support. Yeah. Okay. All right. I never really played the Resistance games anyway, so... Me neither. Yeah. Nope. But it's not like the franchise is dying. It's just Insomniac's moving on, and others are picking it up. I'm such a bad gamer. I'm, like, behind in all the games I want to play. <laughs> like, I just finished Bioshock 1 yesterday. Oh, wow. So. I've heard 2 is not fantastic. We'll find out. We'll start tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's because uh, you play as a big daddy. The whole time? Yeah. Mm. We'll find out. For the most part, the whole time. And that, But Infinite looks really cool. 
from all yeah. the footage I've yeah. seen of it. It looks pretty amazing. Yeah, it looks slick. Yeah. The uh, the site Fanshare is reporting that a script for Doctor Strange has been completed by Thomas Donnelly and Joshua Oppenheimer, and that Marvel Studios are now actively seeking a director to come in and helm the project. The budget for Doctor Strange is not expected to be anywhere near as much as that of the bigger Marvel movies, but it is still believed that with the right script, the right director, and the right cast, a good superhero movie could definitely come out of this. Production on Doctor Strange is expected to begin this year, with a release date likely to be sometime in 2013. It could be great. It could be. It could be. It could be. Doctor Strange, although it's it'd be odd to have a very small, well, not very small, but you would think something like Doctor Strange that is going to be so special effects heavy would need a decent budget. Yeah. I, I don't know. You can do a lot more with uh, the special effects nowadays. Especially if true. you blow it on some big name actor to play the part. Very true. Which they don't need. Right. Like they don't need Nicolas Cage to play. Nicholas it Tate definitely shouldn't, shouldn't be anybody. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh <boy>. you're welcome. <laughs> but they do need Ed Norton to play the Hulk. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes they he do. did a good job. Yeah. He did a very good much job. better than the other guy, Eric Bana. Yeah. Eric. Agreed. One of the weaker parts of the first Hulk was Eric Bana. But no, I- I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange. Yeah. Good. I think it'd be cool. Did anybody read uh, the Doctor Strange 2099 thing they had for a little no. while? No. That was pretty cool. I love the 2099 universe, too. The I Do- thought it was cool. Spider-Man 2099 was awesome. Very oh, good. Yeah. One of my, easily one of my favorite characters. Gail O'Hara. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Knowledge to prove I'm a geek. What's up? <laughs> I have a couple of the X-Men ones. The, the X-Men 2099? 20, yeah. yeah. They're okay. Uh, I really liked... Uh, Spider-Man and Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yes. Oh, my God. He looked awesome. That Ashley Woodart. Oh, so sick. Really good. Yeah, there's a tuning out on us now. Yeah, I know. Let's move on before (laughs) Down the rabbit hole. Uh, Simon Harris, executive producer for BBC Worldwide, has announced the monster lineup for the upcoming upcoming game, Doctor Who, The Eternity Clock. The monsters are the Silence, Cybermen, Silurians, and the Daleks. It was also revealed that two new versions of these monsters have been created as bosses in the game. Whoa. Okay. So they're going to create take uh, versions of one of those those sets of monsters and like really make larger, more boss-like versions for the game specifically, which is kind of cool. Probably the only thing... Cybermen and Solarians, right? I would think so. Have you looked at the game footage? No, not at all. It's kind of like 2D side-scrolling, platforming, like... That is not what I would think a Doctor Who game should be. I almost, I think if they're going to make a Doctor Who game, it should be more like what Telltale's doing with the episodic, like, point-and-click adventure type thing. Because Doctor Who is not an action thing. It needs to have more adventure and mystery. And... Mm. See, I was thinking almost more Uncharted, like, puzzles and stuff. That's what I was I think I that's like even that, too that... action-oriented. I was actually thinking of uh, Zelda, Ar- the Arcania of Time or whatever. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that would work. Like, I think that should be their template for a Doctor Who. I just don't see the Doctor engaging in combat. Let's just throw the game over the Grand Theft Auto engine and let him grab hookers. Monster, run away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's kind of what they're going for with the running and platforming and stuff. But I still think action-adventure would be... I mean, like a a LucasArts-style adventure would be the best way to go with it. Telltale's who should be taking this on. I think I agree. I think the game is a good theory, but I don't think it's going to be good. And I don't think it's, it's just not. The, the translation doesn't make any sense because I don't even. I mean, like that Back to the Future game, like 
it's not a game. I want to shoot things. I want to jump. So if it doesn't fall into that format, then don't have it be a video game. Yeah, you but know, those like, LucasArts like point and click adventures are some of my favorite video games uh, of all time. I think they're time. so boring. I can't. Oh I'm God. just like I don't care. I don't care. You need to play I Day wanna, of the Tentacle. I want to be active, like so really actively good. involved in something. That's why I, if I wanted to watch TV, I'd just watch TV. I don't know. I think I played like the beginning of Back to the Future and I hated it. Huh? Uh, uh. Boring. <laughs> I think it depends on what you're actually playing. I mean, it's tough to take a franchise like that and distill it down to something like what kind of game lends itself to this property best and i don't think back to the future that was the best venue for back to the future i haven't really played all the games but the little bit that i played of the first one i enjoyed but i love that genre of game so it's very nostalgic and gets me right here (laughs) joked up a little uh the audience whispers excitedly as the lights dim in muppet theater Indeed, tonight's Muppet Show features quite the special guest. It's none other than Little Big Planet's very own Sack Boy. But beware, the mysterious Phantom has plans to get in the way. With the help of new inventions Attracto Gel and Attracto Tweak, it'll be up to you to help the Muppet cast put on the show of a lifetime. The Muppets pack for Little Big Planet 2 is filled with tons of decorations, stickers, objects, music tracks, sound effects, and voices, plus 7 new trophies, 12 new pins, and a bonus costume of Rolf the Dog. But that's not all, folks. The new glowing blue Attracta Gel material mentioned above allows Sackboy to walk on walls and ceilings, whilst the Attracta Tweak gadget can be used to give these sticky properties to any material. The Muppets Premium Level Kit is available right now on PSN for $5.99. Attracta Gel sounds like cologne for geeks. I know, right? (laughs) Where's my Attracta Gel? I need a woman tonight. (laughs) Seriously, where's my Attracta Gel? (laughs) I think that's cool. I mean, the, the Little Big Planet's gotten some great add-on content over the years. I haven't played Little Big Planet 2, and I have one. And while I was really excited to play one, it's fun, but it's not, like, the best thing ever. Like, it's really fun to play with four people at once and, like, co-op like that. Because then you're all involved, and it's more of, like, a party thing. But to play by yourself is actually pretty boring. <laughs> but it's a good concept. I mean, you can make any level, and the game has infinite replay value. There are millions and millions of levels created. That's cool. Yeah. But that's also an infamous two now, and that's a little bit better of a game. <laughs> Last story. Recently, DC Comics announced that they are canceling six of the new 52 titles launched in September 2011 to be replaced with six all-new titles. Canceled with issue number eight in April are Men of War, Static Shock, Mr. Terrific, OMAC, Hawk and Dove, and Blackhawks. Starting in May are replacements Batman Incorporated, Earth 2, World's Finest, Dial H, GI Combat, and The Ravagers. I feel like they canceled all the black characters and replaced them with white characters. (laughs) And yet somehow (laughs) Batwing is still around. Frigging Batwing. Worst idea ever. Remember Darkwing Duck? It's freaking yes. awesome. Love Darkwing Duck. It's a great show. For some reason, show. that just popped in my head. show's great. Said, yeah. And DuckTales. Darkwing Duck comic? Woo-hoo. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, Static show. Shock, I was kind of surprised to see go. Not surprised OMAC got the axe. Me either. Really not. Yeah. No one liked that. Yeah, no one cared not about so that. so terrific, huh? No. Mm. I hate that Batman Incorporated is back, because that's still the worst yeah. idea in the world to me. What's that? Uh, basically, in the Batman Incorporated universe... The decision was made by Bruce Wayne to out himself as the person behind Batman's funding. So oh. if people were ever wondering why Batman could afford everything he could, Bruce Wayne was saying, I pay for it. Mm-hmm. 
and then Batman goes out and tries to franchise by finding other representatives to rep- to be like the Batman or represent Batman's the Batman. running around with like logos on him now. Yeah, no, <laughs> no it kind of like is like that. That's exactly it. Yeah, except, I mean, <laughs> he looks like him still, but now all heroes in like different countries all wear like a bat symbol yeah. and they're like the Batman of that. Oh. So they're uh, they're a franchised property. That made a lot of sense when uh, What's-His-Face was actually Batman in Gotham. And I think that's like a natural evolution of the character because that's, you know, what he was. He was a businessman. Yeah. But I, I really, I've been disappointed at the execution of the... I, I just, I hated the whole concept in the sense that Bruce would never connect himself that closely to Batman. It it puts his identity in jeopardy. I feel like they're just doing this to appease Morrison. Yeah. I mean... F him. Yeah. Who cares? And I don't like that World's Finest is being called that. Do you know who the characters are in it? No, I don't. It's not Batman and Superman, which are always been referred to as the world's finest. I believe it's Huntress and like Power Girl. Oh, all right. Yeah. (laughs) And they're calling that comic world's finest, even though world's finest is always referred to Batman and Superman. Maybe it's uh, going to be like their team up issue. Maybe. Different characters. Yeah. I don't know. DC team up. Doesn't have quite the same ring as world's finest. (laughs) Dial H is an interesting concept. Which one's Dial H? Uh, Dial H is, I think, he has like a phone or something that he dials and it gives him like different powers. Something like that. What was it? Like, out his iPhone. Is, is his name like, Jobs? <laughs> I know, right? It's, uh, it's something weird like that, but I forget the full concept, but it, it sounded cool. I could be totally wrong, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it should be. All right. <laughs> um, that's pretty much all we got this week, though. So, uh, final wow. thoughts, Mike Volpe. I don't, I don't, I have no thoughts. So just facebook.com slash SBV fitness. No, I was going to plug my Xbox Live gamer tag. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's Mike from the gym. All one word. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh. I've had it forever. Even though he hasn't been from the gym forever. He was like, this is where I will be from. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anna, you're up. I never have anything to plug. It's okay. Drive safely. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's good advice. She won. Uh, Spade and neuter your pets. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob Barker. Clones in Africa. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Uh, to see the news stories that we talked about today, you can go to thegeekgeneration.com. Please rate the show and write a review in iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at Geek Generation on Twitter, or leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site is also on our site and is mocking me because I say the same thing every week. Shouldn't you just record it so he doesn't have to do that? Yeah, but then we lose this personal touch. See the banter, like us picking on him? Yeah, Yeah, we'd lose that. This is the nice stuff. I like to be made fun of. You hate being made fun of. I know, but whatever. Bazinga. (laughs) Uh, and next week we will see you guys with the 2011 geeky awards absolutely yay we'll be back next week later make it so